Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my first impressions talk about The Division 2, gave my thoughts on the preliminary game, the graphics, the gameplay, uh, and how it felt, and going to be just working on some basic map clearing stuff in the game right now and uh, answering questions from the audience. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Usually when these hit the feed, I am uh, live and you'll be able to catch me and enjoy these conversations. So, I'm going to take the first question right now from C.D. Williams. You've talked a lot about player agency not being very present in Destiny 2. Do you feel like players have more agency in the Division 2 to get the loot that they want? Well, you have to understand, not every game is going to give you direct path lines to all of the loot. Um, that's not always a thing. Thank you, Opinions Get You Banned for the five uh, gifted subs, and then Shicey McGee and Kitty Kisses... And hi, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, no. And just Shicey McGee, thank you for those subs as well. Um, welcome. Sorry, I didn't call those out. You're not always going to have this 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 super super vol- volitional line to loot. I think there's going to be times where you have to sort of have mystery. You also have to understand in division, one of the things you're doing is you're min maxing. So. If you could go to a particular area for a particular gun, that's not necessarily the same as saying, "Hey, uh, I, I'm just I'm just going to play the game and get showered with loot and then try to min max." It's one of those things where I, I think I think you have to get into the lane of the game and let it be itself. You you whenever you're gonna I don't know how to give this guy water. Whenever you're gonna go into a game, sometimes you have to let the game be be its own be its own thing and in a min maxing game i don't think you can have that like that much volition it'd be too it'd be a little too much um it's you have to be careful because if you have if you have that kind of volition you can really dilute the loot pursuit because like let's just say for example you really want to run a particular build in division and you want this particular gun for that build well you're probably going to look for you know armor pieces to complement it you're going to look for pieces to make sure it it, it is strong enough uh, you might even be crafting you know be crafting attachments for it and when you're doing that you're you're taking things you're taking things into a lane of your its pursuit you know you're going out you're pursuing things you're pursuing materials that you need uh, and when you do that I think what happens to the player is they get a taste for like loot chase and if it's just a matter of, well, just go here and get this gun and then keep going and getting this gun over and over and over again, I don't think that necessarily works as well in a min-maxing game as showering the player with loot. I think this game brings the player agency in with crafting. I think it brings it in with crafting. If you really want to take player agency up a notch in this game, you have to craft. Um, and that's where you can kind of adjust your builds and do things in in the way that you want and feel that sense of empowerment so that you're not just sort of oh I have to settle with what I've got if there's a good mix of like crafting and there's a good mix of that alongside of uh, of, of like loot chase and min maxing then I think the game can get into a really good lane so Milo you're going to have to stay with me because you're raising the level you're 7 you're not at my level you're too above I'm having a really hard time like I'm, I'm getting hurt fast you're going to have to stay right on my rear I'm going to get killed um, senseless guy what about division sticks out to you does anything make it unique when comparing it to other looter shooters out there still on the fence I mean um I'm level six. It's telling me I'm level five. 
I what stands out to this game to me is the fact that they've taken the longevity of and sort of the pursuit of loot from like a Diablo and they've shoved it into a shooter. I don't I wouldn't actually say there's a looter shooter that does what Division does as far as like the min-maxing aspect goes. I think a lot of the times when you play a game like this, you're just chasing you're just chasing cool loot. You're not necessarily chasing like good versions of cool loot. And I think that's something that Division does really really well. Like I said, I feel like it's built to last. I feel like I'm I'm being empowered to to just chase loot and gear up and then once you get into the end game right you're, you're chasing stuff to min max one of the things that stands out in this game I would say above and beyond like anthem and above and beyond destiny is there's so much loot so it's almost like they took the the gazillion guns mindset of of you know borderlands and they took that and shoved it into a min-maxing game where you can basically just continue to get loot over and over and over again and then min-max. So like Borderlands, you weren't really ever min-maxing, but loot was just dropping all over the place. It's always fun when you're playing a looter and you see the colors, especially once you start seeing new colors. That's always, you know that's fun. Like, oh, I'm starting to see blues now. Oh, I'm starting to see purples now, etc., etc. That triggers something in your brain. And in this game, there's just loot everywhere. So if somebody really forced me to whittle it down to one one defining characteristic that has really made me want to play this game, it's that there's freaking loot all over the place. And that's really exciting. Bullseye says, How is the division different from Division 1? Is the gameplay loop enjoyable and fun? The first thing you're probably going to notice right away is the graphical differences. I do think the brightness and the colors makes the game feel different. Uh, thank you, Raptor, for eight months of subs. I think it makes the game feel different. I think there is something, you know, winsome about a sharp graphical change like that. It still feels like Division. It still looks like Division. But you have a very, very sharp, uh, sharp difference in the game where I'm, I, I pass the side mission, where it's got this huge gra- graphical difference. The next thing I think you're going to pick up on and notice is that it's not quite as bullet spongy. Even now, as I'm fighting people that are higher level than me, it, it doesn't feel spongy. Now, it'll feel spongy uh, whenever I go up against like a hard enemy, like a higher enemy, but that's how it's supposed to be, right? Like it's supposed to scale up, uh, you know, to those, to those enemies. So for me, that was two things that really stood out to me right away was that the enemies weren't as spongy and the game had this brighter, more fresh, more more crisp feel than that drab, blizzard, snowy feel of Division 1 and some guy in a hoodie just eating, you know, just eating through ammo. So I think those two things, if you played Div 1 and you didn't like Div 1, I don't know if the game's really going to bring you in. Now, you're asking, is the gameplay loop enjoyable? I still think one of the things that would really, really help this gameplay loop is the abilities just showing up more often. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. I feel like the, the abilities to, you know, I feel like the healing abilities are so effective that early on, a lot of people, that's all they're really focused on is just using healing abilities, the little healing, the little healing drone. I'm using the healing chem launcher and that's fine, but I just worry that early game experiences are going to be defined by, you know, a little too much. I got to hide. I got to hide and heal. I got to hide and heal. And I know that's going to come in handy later. 
they're going to be like, well, you're going to feel stronger later. You're going to feel like you can do more later. You're going to feel like you don't constantly need to hide and heal because you're going to get stronger. You're going to get stronger loot, stronger guns, stronger armor, and that's going to empower you to feel that sense of, I don't need to constantly be in cover using some healing ability. And I think that's important because one of the reasons I think that people didn't like Div 1 was the fights kind of drove... It wasn't just that, oh, I'm I, there's their bullet sponges and I'm hiding. It's that the fights drag on in that environment, right? Just dragging on. You're hiding, you're shooting, you're hiding, you're shooting. This area that we just went in, I was a little underleveled for it. You saw me get singed a little bit. I had to kind of hide, but... The fight didn't take that long. They died at a reasonable clip as long as we were paying attention and taking out people that were in good positions. There was the person that was above and, you know, they were going to obviously be trying to rain down gunfire on us and, uh, you know, took that person out first. And um, I thought I got a hyena's key last game. I guess I didn't. Um, then, you know, and now, now we're moving on to the next thing. I think they've still captured the feel of division while maintaining that sense of movement. It's one thing to have enemies in a, in a game like this that obviously, if we were just one-tapping everybody, that'd get kind of boring if everyone just felt like they were tissue paper. I don't think that's ideal. Um, I don't think you want people feeling like, wow, I'm, nev- I'm never even being challenged here. That's That's... You, that that would get boring that would get just as boring as like a long drawn out fight just in the other direction right you don't want people feeling like everything they're doing is is way too easy um but you also don't want it to feel mundane i feel like the early game is in a really really good place i feel like it's smoother and i'm moving in a better clip than i did in the beginning of uh, of div 1 uh red pool dead says I watched a couple streams yesterday, and it looked like the enemies were sponging shots like crazy. Is that because of lower level gear, or does the difficulty scale to keep the enemies more tanky? It depends on what they were shooting, to be honest. If you're shooting a tanky guy that's got, like, armor and stuff on his back, you're supposed to shoot that armor, and it can take a while. You have to kind of flank, you have to kind of position yourself, you know, well to shoot him in the back. Purple enemies take a little bit more, but again, I always felt like... As long as, as long as I was being smart and landing the right shots, I was never feeling like it was taking too long. Uh, but again, you have to have tiers of enemies in this. You can't just, you can't just one tap or melt all of the low level guys and also do that to the big guys. That would be boring too. So you have to have those big guys come out. I mean, that happens in any game. That happens in Diablo. There's like the yellow guys and the orange guys that come out. There's the blue guys. And then there's like the really, really low key guys. That's I think having tiers of enemies, you're always going to have that feel uh, and that that sense of threat. One of the cool things they do in like a public event, it's like, boom, heavily armored area, you know, heavily armored enemy in the area. And you're like, oh my gosh, there's a heavily armored guy. It, it, it puts a little, little sense of panic in you. And I'm sure that sense of panic will be more realized when we get into even harder, harder content, because then you'll, then you'll have that sense of there is somebody in the area we've really got to be on the lookout for. And again, they have to make some of those guys tanky because if they don't make them tanky, you're gonna you're not gonna have that sense of threat that is natural in a game like this. You have to feel somewhat threatened by the enemy because if you don't, then 
it, it everything will start to feel kind of trivial. I still think you could increase ability ability spawn rates and stuff, and it wouldn't make the game feel trivial. You would have dynamic choices. You'd be able to make those decisions and feel like you're empowered to engage in combat and not necessarily, you know, just melting everybody with your abilities. I could be wrong. It could be just too many of the abilities are, are really, really strong, and you would it would it would make things trivial if all of a sudden you could. Uh, use those abilities too often. I, you know, there, there's a fine balance, and I could be speaking prematurely about how all that's going to work out. Um, but like right there, being able to do that, get my shield out, get my you know, get my shotgun out, and take care of that guy. I don't know. That felt really nice, and it didn't feel trivial. I felt like I was rewarded for a good decision, and he was the strongest guy in the room. Um. Omni Link Strife. New to Division 2, but I played the first game. If I didn't like Division 1, would I like Division 2? I hear good things about it. You're going to have to really consider everything I just said and answer the question, does that does that speak to you? Um, does it speak to you? Are you going to be satisfied by it's a little bit it's a little less spongy, the combat seems to move a little bit faster and the you know the graphics are a little bit brighter is that enough for you or are you still going to feel like nah not for me again there's loot everywhere is that going to be enough for you to see just stuff on the ground stuff over here stuff to pick up stuff to change your build this and that and blah 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 if if that if that's enough for you then i would say you could have a really good time with this game it, you have to kind of answer the question yourself i'm going to answer your question with a question what did you not enjoy about division 1 what was it that drove you that drove you away from it? Was it the was it the sponginess, or did you did you just not like min maxing? If you don't like min maxing, then this game's probably not for you. I mean, you could probably play through the main game and enjoy yourself and feel like you got a sixty dollar game. Because I don't necessarily think you're going to even get into the min maxing. Uh, that's probably going to take a while. I wouldn't think that that's going to be something that's done you know right away. Um, you know, that's going to be something that takes some time to, to earn toward, you know, world tiers and the like. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if division one was ever really a fully realized game until 1.8. That's another thing you have to consider. When did you step away? Did you step away during 1.8? If you stepped away during 1.8 when the loot was raining and the min-maxing was really prevalent, if that's when you stepped away, then I would say you'll probably not like Division 2. But if you stepped away when it was when it was in the beginning stages of, you know, the loot didn't feel all that rewarding and you kind of felt like you were wasting your time, then that's that's a valid time to quit <laughs> a lot of people quit then that first DLC that came out that was supposed to save the end game and make it really fun and then it didn't like that that's not the t- I wouldn't I would not judge division based off of that because um, I think 1.8 made things significantly better I came back during survival and loved survival and when I was gonna try 1.8, my character got accidentally nuked like they messed they messed up my character somehow i don't know if maybe i needed to download patches you know and and not cuz i basically lost my character so i didn't even get to try 1.8 i had a pretty good i had a pretty good level character and i didn't even get to try um 1.8 to give it a, to give it a whirl um 
And right now, you were kind of seeing, I'm looting. I'm checking every nook and cranny because I've had a couple instances where instead of just pushing forward for the mission, I round a corner and there's a box and the box has a gun in it. Like, check every corner, check every nook. You will get rewarded for doing that. I promise you. That's a nice element. El Pinto Loco says... Do do you think they should replace the sidearm slot, which is mostly useless by a melee weapon? Um, I haven't played enough to say yes or no to this. I would never be opposed to saying, give the player more options. From a generic sort of just big, broad, philosophical, you know, perspective, giving the player more options. Oh, I'm getting shot. Giving the player more options, I think, is always uh, is always a good idea. Um. Just because a lot of the times I think stuff can feel narrow and it doesn't need to. Now you're saying it's mostly worthless. I'm pretty sure you can get you can get pretty strong stuff later on for that slot. So maybe you're speaking um, in more of a reductionist way about the slot, and somebody else could chime in and say, actually, there's some really great sidearms in the game. You know, I don't know. Um, somebody's saying they had sawed-off shotguns for that slot. So there could be uh, there could be more to it. And maybe you're just being a little too simplistic about it. But from a philosophical standpoint, I could maybe agree with you by saying, uh, hey, give the players uh, more options. It looks like we need to go back up. I'm not quite sure. Maybe up and across? I can't quite tell. Oh, wait, it's right there. Sorry. We were not seeing the door that we were supposed to open. Uh, Garion, do you think Division 2 is the game that would be better to pick up down the down the line in its life cycle with a discount and some DLC under its belt, or is it in a good state right now, unlike looter shooters that came out recently? I think you got your answer in my talk. I think this game is built to last. I think they were very smart about longevity. They were very smart about the early game fun factor. Um... Everybody that I know that is a loot shoot like a looter shooter fan is just I can't stop playing Division. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. Now, that wasn't happening with Division 1. That was not happening with Division 1. People were not getting into the end game of Division 1 and saying I can't stop playing. They were kind of like, "Uh, this is boring." Division 1 had a big drop off. It had a big drop off from the early from when people got into the late game. They did not play it that much. They, they quickly put it down. And then, like I said, the DLC was supposed to fix it, and it didn't. The DLC made things worse because you had the, 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 the incursion or whatever that could be cheesed and cheated. And, and then that patch brought like a lot of problems and glitches, so a lot of people felt like they couldn't even play. Uh, I remember that being a humongous problem at the time. So I would not think... I see no reason to wait, and I am not a fanboy... I am not a fanboy. I do not fanboy on games, uh, but I see no reason to hold off. I'm not telling you to buy it. I'm answering your question specifically. You're saying, should I hold off? And I'm saying, I see no reason for you to think that the game's too thin and that you should wait before buying. I don't see reasons to do that. Now, I would see reasons to do that with, like, maybe Anthem. (laughs) I love Anthem and I'm an EA game changer, but if you haven't bought Anthem yet, you may want to kind of wait and just see, is it, is it something that is, uh, is, uh, is, is bringing things in for you, is making you want to play? Um, because it might not, it might not be a game that you, uh, you want, but it could get really good down the line. I think Anthem's got a lot of promise, um, and a lot of things that it could add, uh, add, add to the flow for people to be feeling like they're getting rewarded. 
uh the conchitis says what is the grind like in division 2 any kind of end game i know dark zones give you a lot of loot right now i can't give you a huge substantive answer on the end game because i mean i just leveled up to i think like level six or something so i don't i don't i don't have an answer for you but i can tell you that the early game grind is really really freaking enjoyable uh, there's so many things to do. Like, I'm finding these hyena keys, right? Well, no, I'm not finding the keys. I'm finding the boxes for the hyena keys. Like, that's something that maybe later, when I have, you know, higher world tier, maybe they drop more. I'm also just getting loot to try. You know, there's all kind of stuff that I'm picking up to go in. I'm going to go in right now, and I got a new backpack. And it's stronger. Unfortunately, uh... It, it has, you know, plus 56 on the on the base armor attribute as well. This is giving me 10% accuracy, though. So I think I'm going to keep this on, plus it looks cooler. So again, we're already in the mindset. We're already in the mindset of combing over loot and changing our loadout and not just saying... It's not as simple as that backpack being like, oh, it's got more green. It's a plus 9 on my armor rating. Yeah, but I'm losing a 10% accuracy. I'm also losing an attribute of a 5% critical hit chance. This thing is only giving me 56 bonus armor. So sure, it's making me a little bit tanker, but tankier, but it doesn't look as cool. <laughs> and when you consider the perks, like that's something that's really going into the early game. So whenever you're playing in the early game now, I don't think it's going to be that mindless look for green arrows and I think that's important for the player to feel that sense of again they're training you about the end game they're basically training you about the end game right now you're looking over loot you're seeing perks and stats you're seeing sets and set bonuses so that way when you get to the end game it's not like you're suddenly drinking from a loot fire hose you're like well, frick, okay, so I haven't been engaging with any of this stuff lately. Uh, let's see, you know. And we're going to go do one of my favorite activities to do. We're going to go do a uh, control point. These are like my favorite things to do. I actually don't know how to get out of here. I think I was just heading on uh, out. Um, these are my favorite because there's so much... Uh, there's so much stuff to do uh in this game and this is like one of my favorite because there's tons of loot sorry eugene division is training you in the early game for the end game yeah i said that i said that earlier i just i love the fact that they're doing that like perks on green armor is such a smart play wordy as an anthem fanboy trash can is there anything div 2 would do to appeal to me aside from loot is there any changes improvements to combat flow movement and cover team synergy or power fantasy also is it still focused on the authoritarian uh, interpretation of an apocalypse or has the story shifted to some more civilian centered well this story is is a lot more now about like basically there's these groups that are doing things and we're trying to fight them and they're basically taking advantage of it now when i invest in settlements those settlements i feel i I feel a sense of impact over those settlements those like you can go and you can do uh missions for them projects for them uh invest invest materials in them and it helps the settlements so i do think there's definitely more of a sense of like empowering civilians now than there was in in div one now you're like what's going to appeal to me if i play anthem and i love anthem is there more power fantasy i mean i'm going to give you generic answers and you're just gonna have to see if whether or not this speaks to you milo are you on your way to me um so one thing i will say is i feel like the abilities are a little bit cooler uh already there's there's some pretty cool abilities beyond the abilities being a little bit cooler there's a less spongy nature to the game 
Now, Les Spongy does something that I haven't really talked about. It makes guns feel stronger. It's a shooter where the guns feel more impactful. So when you find a really good gun, stronger, shoots slower, weaker, shoots faster, all those different things and decisions that you're kind of making about what you want to use, it them being less spongy, I think is a benefit to the gun system. Because then it's not, okay, well, everything is a dadgum spongy. I better use the absolute strongest gun I'm going to find in the entire game. And when that happens, I think you start to get a feel for, I'm not just chasing. One of the things I noticed in the end, in the end game of, of division one originally was I felt like my armor and my gear set mattered way more. And I feel like that was a little short sighted. It made the guns, the guns just didn't feel nearly as important. And I faulted the sponginess of the, of the, of the characters and the enemies for that. It was like, you're basically just looking for anything that's crazy hard hitting damage. Now, somebody might push back and say, Lono, that's exactly what it's going to be like in the end game of division two. Well, you may be right, but I will say this in the early game of division one, I didn't feel like guns were that impactful. I felt like guns were weak and they didn't matter that much. And I think in this game, I already have a sense of. If I, if I use the right thing and I use the right guns, it has a huge impact over combat flow. I had a gun yesterday. It was like a single fire file uh, rifle and man, oh man, it was really, really nice. I can't fire the flare here. Oh, I got to go outside. And I don't remember feeling that in Div 1. I don't remember feeling like, oh man, this gun is so much stronger than the last. I felt that way sometimes with snipers. Uh, but I never really felt that with like just like the garden variety guns. And in this game, uh, because again they've lowered the spongy nature of the of the of the enemies, I feel like my guns are more impactful and meaningful. So seeing guns in Div One, I don't think ever really did anything for me. I would always be like, oh, it's just going to be another weak gun. And in this, I'm combing over their stats. I'm looking at stuff. Now, that may have been my fault in, in Div 1. It may have been my fault in Div 1 that I didn't pay enough attention to things that would have been important uh, and would have mattered in the early game just because experientially, the sponge factor, it made me care way less about the guns. And I don't know. In this in this game, I'm, I'm checking gun stats and checking and feeling a difference in the guns way more than I did. Uh... In, in Div 1. And you can see too, just in the combat, I am I am having to hide a little bit, but I am feeling empowered to step out more uh, once I'm fully healed. Like, these guys obviously are pretty strong, so, and now we're going to have to defend because that's how these control points work. You kind of have to, like, dig in after you uh, after you do the initial, uh, the initial takedown. So, uh, let me take the next question before it gets too crazy. Opinion gets you banned. Uh, you like the way they went with Division Route with exotics. Um one weapon and one armor piece to where there was in Div 1, you could equip them in every slot. Yeah, I think that's smart, because I think, like, we've talked about this before with Destiny, I think too much freedom can be a problem. It it, it makes it to where you can build yourself into into absurd builds, um, into absurd builds where a lot of the a lot of the natural pain points in combat are, are kind of muted because you're just too strong. Um, and I think that can be a danger. If you're if you're constantly basically you know equipping the best of the best gear instead of making hard decisions, the other thing that that you might not realize is 
is that whenever you have to make that hard decision, something that they can then do is they can make those exotics a whole lot stronger. So when you're thinking about like, oh man, you know, I can only equip one exotic. Well, they're they're liberated as a as a, as a developer to make that to make it way way stronger than uh, than than maybe when you could equip them all. So then you have more like. It's then you have a superstar in your lineup instead of just you know a full team of things that are contributing to your power. It's the difference between like watching us like sometimes you can watch a soccer game and there's definitely an all star. Um, I don't know why it won't let me open that. Do you have to have a key? It acted like I could. Now it's acting like I can't. Now it's now it's letting me. I don't know why. A little bit of server lag maybe. Um, it's like watching, you know, it's like watching, you know, at the end an NBA game and you watch LeBron go crazy. Well, that's what your loadout's going to look like now. It's going to have one standout piece that's like really really strong and then the supporting cast. <laughs> and then that and empowers them to make the gear, you know, just a little bit stronger, uh, a little bit more uh, influential than before. So that can make gear more exciting. That can make gear more exciting because then you're more sort of in tune with the fact that, hey, uh, you know, this 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 piece is really really strong. It can also make things more influential over your playstyle. If you get this this gun or this piece of gear that's crazy influential over your playstyle, instead of a bunch of pieces that contribute to a particular playstyle, then it can be a little bit more um, distinguishing how you know how you play. Because, like, for example, you know, Anthem's a good example of this. I think you can run, you know, Colossus with lightning uh, lightning coil and flamethrower and that's very very different than if you run like voltaic coil uh, or voltaic tome or whatever I run and then I run the the siege cannon that heals me I think that is a, is a good example of if they have and now that's not a great example because you know the stuff in in anthems a little less interesting because it's just an ability but the way the gear works in anthem is that idea is that the perk on it really changes the way that I play um, and that empowers you to feel like, okay, I'm going to change my loadout. Maybe for, because of the, maybe because of your team comp, maybe because of the actual encounters. Um, and that's again, just another thing for you to grind for. Thank you. Uh, uncle drew for six months. Don't reach young blood. By the way, guys, if you're new to my content, I am, I am glad to see a lot of folks here. Uh, this is something I do with all the games that I play. This is an SNTR present segment where I do a talk without game volume and I kind of have the game you know the game smaller and then I take questions from the audience if you're enjoying the show a free way to support what I do is to click the follow button uh, that is a free and easy way uh, to support what I do we don't do sub trains or sub goals here um, but we do uh, just every once in a while just say hey man following the channel is a free way to support you can hit that uh, you can hit that heart button and it's a free way to support me and show up every day it's like an interactive radio show. If you show up here, whether I'm playing Destiny, Division, or Anthem, I'm going to try and give you something for your time, something good to listen to, put in the background. It is safe for uh, family and work. Uh, you're not going to have to worry about me swearing or anything like that. Uh, TJ Tar, did you play the Resistance Horde in Division 1? Um, uh, and do you think they should bring it back. Ghost Recon recently added their guerrilla mode, but the AI and cover system are not up to uh, the future soldier or the division. Well, I didn't play it. I didn't play it. Right now, I'm not concerned about anything that they need to add. I'm not concerned about anything that they need to add. At at the moment, I'm more concerned with, you know, does the end game feel, do you feel empowered in the end game to get the things that you want? Because like, 
they can have thoughtfulness about the end game and have tons of things to, ch- to chase. But if I get into the end game and feel like I'm, I'm wasting play sessions, the way that I'm wasting play sessions in Destiny, the way that I've been wait, what is this? Meat wagon bounty? I got 12 minutes to do that. Let's go do that. I don't even know what that is. Um, the if. Like, we're wasting play sessions in Destiny. I'll play for hours in the morning and do all my milestones, and I don't level up. I don't level up. You know? The same thing's happening in Anthem. It's like, I'm I'm playing, and I'm playing, and I'm playing, and, I, and, I'm, and, and, the, and the drop rate's too low to help me min-max. So my, my concern for Division is not, uh, it is not whether or not they add game modes and stuff. That's not my concern at all. It's Dude, when I get into the end game, am I going to have satisfying play sessions? That's my main concern. Um, because that's ultimately what keeps people in the game. Like, you can have an end game, but if it's not satisfying and you're not, you know, you don't feel empowered as a player, then it kind of doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It really doesn't matter if you have an end game that isn't satisfying. Anthem has an end game. You could grind Anthem and min-max, in quotations. You know, you can min-max. The drop rate's just too low, so you don't feel like you're achieving anything. Now, Anthem's endgame could flip on a dime. Division's endgame flipped on a dime when they came out with 1.8. All of a sudden, you had lots to chase, and that empowered you to feel that sense of satisfaction from a play session. And I think they could do something very, very similar with Anthem. And I definitely think that Division is in that lane already. I'm already hearing people say, Endgame is satisfying, so much to do, can't stop playing. That's the language you want to hear. Anthem was, man, this game's fun, I love my Javelin. And then a couple days go by, and when as soon as people start talking about the Endgame, their entire tone changes. So, uh, next question. Joy, uh, Joyasaurus. Uh, how do you feel about the health of the dedicated division player base? Do you feel popularity um, can match the design game longevity, or is division just a current vortex of those players that were spent from a few months bouncing from Destiny to Anthem Path of Exile? Um, I don't know. It's it's always hard to know. Like I told people, I was like, the honeymoon will wear off. It will, and and that's why it's just that's why I just said everything I just said. It's really a question of. Can you get into the end game and have employ- enjoyable play sessions? Because the honeymoon will wear off. The chip will, pay, you know, there'll be chips in the paint. There'll be flaws. There'll be things that people, you know, give feedback on. But of all the companies to do a loot pursuit game, I think Massive and UB are in such a unique, unique uh, position. And the reason for that is, um, reason for that is, is that they use Division One as a beta test. Division One was basically a beta test. Um, for Division uh, 2. And that's why I don't think we're going to run into that. I think there are going to be people. Here's, here is something I think that's going to happen. I do think there are people in the player base that have, you know, that were burned by Anthem or burned by Destiny or burned out, okay? And they come over here. And they're only here because they want something new to do. So I think those folks are going to feel the pain of the gameplay more than anybody because if they're not like a fan of divisions gameplay then it's 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 really i think easy for them to like feel like well i'm not a fan of this i I don't want to play this but i also think that that's an all that's a chance to hook people division is honestly in a very very privileged position people are burned out uh people are burned out by destiny 
Uh, Anthem didn't do so well. And so Division is there to say, hey, we've got loot to chase. We got loot pursuit. And if people decide that... Um, if people decide that it's addicting, that you you know they were given a chance to f- to find that out, and they might not have done that. Like if Anthem was really really uh, satisfactory, then they might not have had that opportunity. They might have thought, Nah, this game, I'm, I'm not going to play Division. I'm like an Anthem. So like Anthem shortcomings, um, and 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 then Destiny season pass that hasn't hasn't gone over all that well, you know. I think I think has, has in some respects has helped Division's launch because people are like well I might as well give Division a try, <laughs> and and Division is hitting a home run for many people. They're hitting a home run. People feel like it's banging on all cylinders, and the end game is always going to be the question. Always remember what I said before Division Two even came out. I said that Division One's early game was satisfying. I liked it, and then the end game hit, and everybody the bottom fell out. So the question is always, can they build, can they build a satisfying endgame? And everyone's saying yes. Uncle Drew, did you see while in cover you can aim all the way over the railing and shoot enemies now? I did not see that. That's a good change. That's a good change. I'm just, I am enjoying the, the movement. I think the movement is smoother. I do feel, I do feel like I can move in and out of cover a lot smoother than I could in the past. Um, and yeah, we probably want to chase that guy because he's gonna he's gonna give us trouble. Oh wow, these guys are so accurate. They are just they'll light you up in a heartbeat. They're very very accurate. I saw a skill up tweet something about that. Oh yeah, here he is. The butcher's on me. Holy frick! We need some we need some assistance here. Need some shield action. Let's get them. Sorry, Q and A session. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, I am uh, I am deep in the throes of a tough fight. We just got to get his armor off. I think his armor's off now. So something you just saw me do there—that was some advice I gave people—is use uh, use the healing chem with the shield. I was able to put a healing thing on the ground, and it was healing my shield, and it brought my shield back from the brink, and it kept me in control. And I think that was uh, that was one of the reasons I stayed alive there. I'm in trouble with the weapon switching because I am uh, I'm I'm very distracted. Sorry. Uh, we're getting low on questions. If anybody has any more questions, submit them now uh, using the question command. Um, try uh, Trigger Saint. I have a kid. I have a young kiddo at home, so I'm more sensitive to the language and games I play. Is there a language filter for the NPCs this game? Do you think that's something the game should think about adding? Man, I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest. From from an from an artistic p- standpoint, I think the language is obnoxious. Okay, I didn't talk about that in my first impressions. I didn't think it was it was worthy of a first impressions mention. But I think the language is obnoxious. It sounds like some kid who wants to sound cool wrote the script. You know, some kid who's a fan of Quentin Tarantino, you know, wrote the script. And I, so that the, I, I think that the language is, is obnoxious. I don't think it sounds genuine. I think it sounds forced and somewhat contrived and childish. Um, now, I will say that the a language filter in a game like this, you may be asking for a bit much, just because it is a game where you're you're running around uh, shooting people. Um, 
So running around shooting, shooting and murdering. I mean, literally, you can see somebody get executed in the street. I walk up on like somebody on their knees, and they just get executed right in the street. Asking for a language filter in a game like this is a little out of place. I understand where you're coming from, though, because as I said, I I I think the language is is silly. It's a rated for mature game, yeah. So given that reality, I wouldn't be expecting a whole lot of uh, I wouldn't be expecting a whole lot of the, you know, get rid of the violence and and get rid of the and get rid of the um, you know the language. I don't think you're going to see a lot of that. It says they were guarding. I wonder what these guys were guarding. It said they were guarding. So that'd be cool. There's a lot of places like this you can like shoot the lock off. That'd have been cool if they had been guarding, like actually guarding something, um, like a box or something that you could shoot open. I love that, by the way, when you're just looting, you're just like wandering around. So, thank you guys for continuing to submit questions. You just use that question command followed by your question. Appreciate everybody contributing. If you're new to the stream and you're enjoying the show, it's like an interactive radio show. I gave my first impressions. I break that segment out for podcasts, iTunes, and YouTube and all that. And then I take questions from the audience. So thank you for being here. If you are enjoying the show, uh, remember to click the follow button. That is an easy way to support what I do. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited about this game and uh, I'm excited to contribute to the conversation and the content. If you show up every day and I'm playing this, this is something that I do with my time. When I'm done with the talking q and I'll go full screen with the gameplay, but people tend to really enjoy this segment and the question answer. Um, Ice Cold, have you done content with four players? I hear the enemies get spongy like in Div 1 with the full group. Is that true? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they have to scale it somehow. If if they don't, then it becomes, like we talked about a little bit ago, right? It becomes trivial. It becomes trivial. Let's do the supply drop. If, if you're team shotting guys that don't get any stronger, I mean, even now, even now, Milo and I are, are, are feeling a sense of, we, as, long as, he, as long as he's shooting and distracting and drawing aggro, I, I mean, we're, we're making light work of this. I got really low health a few times. Um, I don't know. If you'd go in with four folks and, no, and nothing's challenging you... Um, I think that I think that can just make it feel trivial and you and again it's that fine balance we talked about that a little bit ago if it feels trivial then people aren't people don't feel that sense of power and that satisfaction for winning a fight you know it's like was it really hard or did you just bullet did you just bullet your way through everything just not not really ever challenged not really ever you know nobody's ever really putting any pain on you um I think that can make the content trivial. Here, I felt threatened. I put, I put, uh, I got my shield out, and you know, I, I'm, I'm standing my ground, and that's that feels good because it's challenging, right? This, what I'm doing right now, feels good because I'm being challenged and because these guys aren't weak. And if they were weak, and you know, but if if I had four people with me and we were just bull, like just blasting our way through these guys because it wasn't really hard then again, the satisfaction with overcoming it kind of goes down. You want to feel, I, I don't know, I feel like you want to feel cool, and I like one of the ways you feel cool is when you're challenged just enough to feel like you were, you were threatened. Um, you want to feel challenged just enough to feel like you were threatened and could have died, and uh, I think that's an important, important factor uh, in these games. So if it gets spongy with four people, that's where a team synergy and strategy and talking are going to come in. Yeah, if you're listening to the audio version later, I'm not really sure why my children uh, rang out in chorus upstairs. Uh, they were like singing. 
but they are, uh, we don't have a soundproofed office for me in where we live right now. <laughs> uh, Midnight Tangent Ryan says, are you disappointed by no crossplay uh, for the Division 2? Kind of bummed I can't play with my friends uh, on console. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, four crates claimed, so can we open those, or do we just get rewarded? W- where do we go here? We did, a, we did a supply drop. Can we open anything? That seems like we should be getting, like, rain, like loot rained on us. I'm not seeing anything. Um, crossplay is just becoming, I think it's just becoming a desire. Like, people really, really want to get crossplay. Oh, you just opened them all. Okay. So four crates claimed. I got that one and that one. I don't see the other two. Oh, the other two are over here. I did claim them. I didn't realize that's what I was doing. These orange crates. Got it. Okay, cool. That was a cool event. I kind of liked that. It was pretty intense. They were, uh, they were pouring in. They were pouring in pretty fast. Um, again, I'm just addicted to clearing the map. I'm not even really. I'm not even really doing anything that significant. I'm just clearing the map. I find it very addicting. Uh, Cess mode. Do you think purchasing a game in today's gaming world has gotten more difficult and why? I can't just buy a game anymore. I need to reference a chart with different versions and perks. Um, and also cryptic start times. Even Div 2 purchasing gold ultimate gets you more daily and weekly content versus standard. I didn't realize you got more daily and weekly content if you did the, if you did gold. Um, I didn't realize that. I, I thought it was just early access. I thought you just got early access to the content. Somebody in chat want to weigh in on that? Is that accurate? That you get more daily and weekly content? That seems incorrect. You get one extra daily and weekly, I believe. I mean... I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, in the grand scheme of everything in Division, is that really, is that really worth complaining about and highlighting? They paid more money. It's like paying for DLC. It's an extra daily bounty. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to complain about that. I'm not going to complain about that. That seems very very moderate and they paid more money. It's not more content, it's a new it's another activity. Um So I don't even know if you could argue it's more content. It's like I, ima- imagine getting more bounties in Destiny. Would we say that's more content? I mean, kind of, but not really. It's not a mission. It's not a quest. It's not dialogue. It's not a gun that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I land on that. I'm not going to die on it. I'm going to say I'm okay with it for now. I, I, I may weigh in later. Uh, and change my mind if we feel like maybe it's a little too much. It seems like most of the benefit of paying all the extra money is getting into the content early, and I think that's totally fine. I think if somebody wants to spend that money and they want to get stuff early, that's totally up to them. They can do that. That's that's their money. They can spend it how they want. They're not getting more content than you, you know? Yeats Beans. You might have already answered this, but if you could only have one game... Uh, which game in current state would you buy? Div 2 or Anthem? In their current states? I feel like you're trying to set me up to clip snipe me and get me in trouble. In their current states, if 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 I was if I was dirt poor and my grandma gave me $60 and she said you can buy one game right now with all of the knowledge in my brain, I would I would buy the division. 
because I would I feel like I would get way more way more playtime out of it. Um, and then I would ask my grandma for sixty dollars in a couple of weeks <laughs> in a couple of weeks because I do think I love Anthem. I do. I love Anthem. I I love the way that it feels. Like that is something about this game that I I I makes me miss Anthem. I love the way that the combat in Anthem feels. I, there's just something about being a javelin and like flying around and being Iron Man. I've told people before, that's why I think Anthem can bounce back. You can't feel that way in any other game right now. They took the power of the Titan and Titanfall and they shoved it into a suit that you get to be inside. And it's just really, really fun. Um... And so I, I'm not, I am not by my answer in no means indicating that like Anthem is in any, in any respect done or in danger. I think they're going to figure it out. I really do. I think their recent post where they said Anthem's not done, you know, Anthem, we're, we're dedicated to this game. I trust them. I do. I trust them. I don't think they're going to just leave the game hanging. I think, uh, I, I think there's, there's something special about Anthem. I think there's a reason people are upset. There's a reason that my YouTube videos about Anthem get the best engagement against the backdrop of far more relevant content. It's far more relevant to talk about like Destiny Season of the Drifter right now on my YouTube channel and my Anthem content gets the best engagement. Why? I think there is a hungry, hungry and frustrated player base and we know with Divi- the game we're playing right now, Division and Destiny 2 are examples of games that can fill vacancies and bring back people because the core game is good and people want to play it. Truly, the, the, the true battle of a, of a game right now is having a game that people want to play and if they want to play it, then then that's then all you got to do is fill the vacancies i'm not justifying releasing like unfinished games by the way when i say this i'm saying the job of the developer right now in this climate where games are getting released and aren't ready your main job is to make a game that people want to play so maybe they're a little bit more forgiving (laughs) they're a little bit more forgiving um with respect to glitches and bugs i made that case about fallout 4 when it came out um, when Fallout 4 came out, people were more forgiving because they wanted to play Fallout 4 and there wasn't this giant haul, like long haul of a marketing schedule, you know? There wasn't this giant long haul of a marketing schedule so when Fallout 4 came out, I just feel like people were way more forgiving um, and again, I'm not justifying I am not justifying shortcomings or games launching prematurely. I wish that they would stop doing that so they weren't putting themselves here's why I don't like it I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying like mainly what you're trying to do is create really good uh, addicting games. We should probably loot first before we push forward. There's a lot of nooks and crannies here because um, here's, here's the risk like a really really good game like Anthem I feel like it's like hanging in the balance and I don't like that. I'm like, man, people poured their heart and soul into this. Someone was sitting in a meeting room somewhere and said, what if we did this? And it turned into the Colossus. And someone's like, what if we did this? And it turned into the Ranger. And there was ideas and, and creativity and thoughts and and, and, and and imagination that led to Anthem. And that game hangs in the balance because it came out too soon. So I'm not defending games coming out too soon. I think it's a huge bummer to see games sort of put into these these precarious, like, dangling over fire positions that they feel like they're in. I don't like that. Um, 
So hopefully, hopefully there can be good lessons learned about, you know, elasticity and agility and making games that can adapt and get better. Because I do believe we've got enough games on the docket now to prove it can be done, both with, you know, Destiny 2, Division 2, even No Man's Sky for Pete's sakes, you know, even No Man's Sky. Uh, Dixie Whistler says, with all the loot being rained down, is there an issue with inventory that could happen in Division 1? No. No, because so much of it is clearly tri- like unneeded and kind of trivial. You're like, yeah, I don't need that. And you break it down. Yeah, I don't need that, and you sell it. There's a rhythm. There's a rhythm to the to this game where you I feel consistently able to kind of dump my stuff, get money, get mats, get you know that I think feels very very good. I, I don't I don't I don't feel in this game like I'm getting oh it's too much loot it's too much to carry I'm burdened like you know how that is you know how it is where you're playing a game where you're like you are overburdened oh you are overburdened oh and you just keep having to like go into your freaking inventory. Um, I, I don't live in my inventory in this game. I don't. I'm looting and I'm shooting. I am doing the looties and the shooties. That's the real key. That's the real key. And thank you so much for people tuning in. If you're new to this concept and this content, uh, I go by Lono. The name of the stream is Say No to Rage. That's where the SNTR comes from. SNTR Presents is my podcast that I do live on stream with you. It, hit, it, hit, it hits iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. If you're enjoying this interactive radio show where we talk about something and you get to submit questions, uh, be sure to click the follow button so you don't miss out on the content. That is an easy way to support me. It doesn't cost you a thing. Click that little heart button and it makes you follow my channel. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, T, TJ Tar, have you had a look in the game store? Uh, what are the cos- uh, What's it like? Are the cosmetics interesting? If you feel like spending money to look a certain way, uh, yeah, there's a lot of cosmetics. I I feel like you could really dump cash into this if you really wanted to. Um, and the cosmetics are cool. I didn't I didn't feel like they weren't cool. Um, you, you don't want them to be like chintzy, um, but I I don't ever care about that kind of stuff. I feel like. The loot I like the loot that I get in the game to affect what I look like. I don't want to buy I don't want to buy like, you know, a raincoat and a ski mask and be like, yeah, I'm Jason and like make myself look a certain way. Like, sure, that can be fun, but um I would rather say, oh, I got this really cool chess piece. I got this really, really cool backpack, and that affects what I look like. That's always been the way my brain works uh, a whole lot more. Um then, then, oh, I got a currency. I'm gonna go buy a thing. I, I, yeah, I've I've always been more prone to uh, wanting the loot that drops and the loot that I equip to affect what I look like. Lucky Charms. Do you think this game is gonna be good for solo players? Everything I've seen looks great so far, but none of my friends are interested in it. Um, there's matchmaking. So if you're trying to find people to play with, there is that. Uh, that, that is a solution that is available to you. And the other thing to consider is I actually was playing solo and having a perfectly fine time. Now, you might have to play a little bit more cautious and a little bit more reserve. Maybe early build yourself uh, for healing. If you early build yourself for healing, then I think you might be in a little bit better place than feeling that sense of, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to basically not play or find people to play with. I think you can build yourself to play a little bit more passive and a little bit healy. Um, now, that does mean that you 
you got to be aware of your surroundings. A lot of the times, the reason you die in these games is you're just not paying attention. You get bum-rushed. So sometimes you have to really, really invest in repositioning and then taking out certain people and then moving. Now, I've not played a ton. I do know that a lot of times these games, one of the reasons that people get frustrated with these games is they feel like everything they do is, you know, is basically on rails. You go here, you do this, you go here, you do this. Something that they do that's very good in this game, I think, is... Um, and I'm, I'm gonna go down, almost assuredly. This guy's gonna kill me. Yep. He was way too strong. I had no way of shooting him in the back. I had no way of shooting him in the back. There, were, there was no way. Um, I gotta stop the bleeding. You have to shoot those guys in the back, or you can't, or you basically can't take them down. And he, he, he just had terrible positioning. Um... I don't know if Milo's even going to be able to do this because of the positioning of the dude. You have to shoot him on the back. I like that as a mechanic, but I didn't have anywhere to go. Um, and that grenade just missed. So I think he's. I think. I think Milo's going to be able to do it. I don't know if I have to hide from him or not. I'm just going to keep stemming the bleeding. Um. So yeah, I mean, what just happened to me? What just happened to me would be really, really bad for you. You would have basically been like. You would have been dead and had to and had to start over. Crawl to Milo. I didn't want to get in his way. He was fighting the guy. I did not want to get in his way, um, so I was just staying put. Um, I did not. I know sometimes when like somebody's on the ground needing healing, uh, they can get in your way. So Milo saved me there. So if you would have been by yourself there, you would have been. Um, you would have been in a bad place. You'd have had to start over. But again, I mean that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. I don't know what the little health little health slash in my screen means though what does that mean oh is it going away it's going away okay i wasn't sure what new i wasn't sure what that meant lianer lianer given the nature of the gear sets and loot in this game it feels to me like this might be one of the most impressive loot systems i've seen to date uh, the fact that you can do light building as you grind and then change your focus in the endgame builds is amazing. Where does the loot system in this game rank for you compared to other loot-based games? I'm probably going to agree with you. I, 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 I think yes. I think that this game is getting, uh, is getting the loot right. Again... It's educating you on it's and see and look what I just got. Okay, I just got an Alps Summit chess piece, and because I have green Alps gloves, your question is so well timed. Your question is so well timed. Right now, I get a bonus. I'm like, oh, cool. I get a, I get five percent on my skill power. Well, that's not that much. Doesn't matter. It's educating the player. And look, I have. Um, I have DNH holster and I have a DNH uh, thing here, so I'm getting accuracy and critical hit damage. I'm already getting a taste, already getting a taste. Right here, I could get a seven percent critical hit chance and a three three a, a plus thirteen to my skill power. Or I could wear these knee pads that have way more armor. I probably don't want to put this on, even though I would get that third DNH uh, perk. You know. I really, really think even in the early game, there is just something... People are going to get addicted. 
people are going to get addicted. Listen, when you get a taste for the end game in the early game, I think what what I think something special happens. I think people can almost see a future of like, oh, I really want to do this, or oh, I really like this set, or I love the way this set looks. That's the other thing that they were really smart about is the sets have like a they have like a certain and and very distinguished uh, appearance. So it's not just a matter of like, oh, I'm going to put this on because this is the best thing. It's I, I put this on and I love the way that it looks. I don't know how to get out of here, Milo, if you want to lead the way. I can't quite figure it out. We're supposed to go there and I don't know how uh, to do that. I'm like super turned around. It's not like kiting us out of here. Um, they've done this a few times with side missions. It's like it doesn't. Oh, there's stairs over here. Emergency exit. I think this is it. Yeah, it's like real life. I have to like actually look for the exit. There we go. Mission completed. Um, and what I'm doing right now, like, is just so satisfying. Like, look at this map. Doesn't isn't that satisfying to you? That's satisfying to me. That looks awesome. All this green stuff, checked off, looking good, looking cleared. You know, the stronghold we can't do. It's level 26. So now, now I'm ready to do the main mission. You know, now I'm ready to do the main mission. Let's go do it. That guy said Anthem sucks and your stream is crap. Man, it's, it's a shame that like 950 people uh, are hanging out then. So go somewhere else. Um, so yeah, early game loot solid. The name is Toast. What is your opinion about the whole year one free content delivery and the inclusion of year one passes based on quality of life stuff like early access and cosmetics? I think that they are doing a they're doing a test. Okay. Every everyone is doing a test. Okay, everyone is seeing how can we, how can we get our, let's go to the base of operations first though. We can maybe level some stuff up here. Everyone's basically testing and saying, how do we get a game and service off the ground with lots of loot, expand the experience and not basically nickel and dime people. You see what I'm saying? How do we set it up to where people feel like they can be enjoying the expanding thing and not have to spend $20 here, $20 there, you know? Now, here's the co-op scaling. When playing with higher level agents, enemies will adjust their level to match the highest level agent. Your stats will be temporarily increased to match the higher level of change. This is fantastic. This was a huge problem in the first division. This is so good. I could do an entire talk on why this is a great change. Like, th- this is a fantastic change to the content. Be- Co-op scaling does not apply into Dark Zone and Conflict. That's fine. I mean, that, that makes sense. That is, such a- that is such a smart change. I'm so glad that they did that. Okay, now we can go in here and buy perks. Um, inventory's not been a problem for me. Uh, carrying more armor kits. Uh, carrying more grenades. You can, uh, donating enough resources to the control points activates better detection of loot containers. Uh, oh, I don't need that. Um, tactical small pouch magazine fits any belt fed weapon. XP boosts. Uh, yeah, kills triggered by destroying environmental objectives of XP boost. That would probably be a good one to unlock. I agree with you. Um, and then not dying for a long time gives you an XP bonus. And then what's the last one? Oh, that's no. There's no more. I don't know what else you would want to pick here. Uh, access to 
hard one uh, one hard difficulty bounty per day um oh is that how he did that I'll, I can't unlock that it says I have one but I guess I can't unlock that I mean I, mean, I guess I already have it the next one is level 30 okay one challenging difficulty bounty per day so that's the next one up from there okay okay um and then staff roster it just keeps telling me that she's new um I don't think I want to spend it I don't really see anything worth spending on right now everything is everything is the only thing I could do is like stash increases or carrying increases I don't you know You need to recruit a member for the bounty perk. Oh, is it telling me that? Oh, requires Otis Sykes. Thank you. I wasn't paying attention. See, that's another thing that I love about the internal systems in this game. Is that if I go and do stuff, if I go and do stuff in the game, and I invest in settlements and all that, it gives me it gives me benefits back at home base. I love that. I love that sense of of what you're doing isn't just like a, oh yeah, thanks, bye. How many times do you play a game and you feel like the quests are just stupid errands to keep you busy? And in this one, it's like you're investing in the in in the world and in the game. We should probably compare this blue because uh, it's a level six. Um, it does two sixty five and it shoots a little bit slower. I feel like maybe we should we should we should use that. I don't I don't know if uh, it's worth I don't know if it's worth continuing to use the purple given that the blue has better stats again this is one of the reasons that the game is so solid is there's so many decisions that you get to make all along the way that are really really empowering um you know comparing cooldowns and this and cooldowns on that and buffing of that i think that there's so much uh so much to choose from that somebody could get overwhelmed honestly by some of it it is uh it is a lot it is a lot to do um, I don't know how important money is either um, in this game. Like, should I break down materials for crafting, or should I, um, or should I be selling stuff? I don't know what the best thing to do is in the early game. It's not. It's one of those things where, like, I guess you learn as you go. I mean, this would be worth buying, right? It's a gas mask. It's a DNH. I have a DNH gas mask, and so that would be stronger than my present one. But I just, I don't understand. Is that worth it? It's a plus 98 on my armor, skill power, but $196. Is that worth spending money on? I don't know. Equally important, buying is good for filling gaps in score later. I always like just doing what I want. Uh, I think it's too early to buy gear. I know. Everybody's always like, don't spend the money, Lono. Don't spend the money. And then I feel, I'm always like bummed out. I feel like I want to spend the money and I get talked out of it all the time. So, next question. Chaotix. I know it's way too early to ask something like this, but I still have to. Do you think the Division 2 will have a survival-esque game later on down the line? I'll tell you what, man. I still, to this day, think they just totally missed an opportunity, and they probably probably didn't want to bank on this, okay? So I understand why they didn't do it. I I understand why they didn't do it, but man, oh, man... That that map in Division One, with a shrinking blizzard, and doing like a survival like BR, would have been I don't know I think it would have been a huge hit, I think it would have been a huge hit, 
Um, but I just don't think they were focused on it. I felt like survival was really, really, really good. It was fun. It brought a ton of people back to the game. It was fresh. And when you looked at the map and looked at the engagements, it could have been a really, really good, good system. The only reason maybe they didn't want to do it is just because of the nature of balance of, of certain kits and certain builds. Like, I don't know. That was one of the things about survival that I like though, is that you just kind of had to run. You had to run like a loop and get, and try to get loot and try to get yourself kitted. And then that kind of is what contributed to, you know, your, your success in the game was map awareness and kind of remembering routes and stuff. Uh, maybe that's one of the reasons they didn't want to go into a BR. I don't know. Opinions get you banned. You think the eight player raids will have matchmaking? Uh, if so, what are your thoughts on getting eight buds will be tough? I mean, this is, this is always a danger. This is always a danger and a challenge always is, well, what do you do? What do you do with the end game content? You know, if it's, if it's hard and you, and you make it real interesting and people want to do it, then you, you, you really drive the player base to want to go in there. If you make it matchmaking, you run the risk of it being too hard and being, and being ill-received. It's like really, really good content. And they spend all this time on it and then no, and then, you know, less people can play it or they go in and they have a terrible time. And then your content seems like butts because they're like, dude, we tried that. and It was terrible. Um, a, a, a dev said they want to bring survival back. I love survival. I loved it so much. Um, so yeah, it depends on how mechanic heavy they are too, Davey. I agree, but it also depends on team comp. Like, how are you how are you gonna play a really, really strong area if you guys are all running the same builds? Like if you if your team's like really imbalanced. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna approach it. Cause I know that when you play a game like this, there is there's a lot of risk in Oh, we already did this mission. Is that why it's is it is that grayed out? Is that like a replayable Oh, completed. I'm so stupid. Um So we need to maybe expand to the next area. Okay, so here's something I'm curious about. Hostiles have established a defensive perimeter in an attempt to expand their territory. Is that something that just... Do these things pop up all the time? Can I never, like, complete this? Because these question marks are like public events, right? I want to go check the settlement and see if I can do any investment in the settlement before we move on to the main mission. Those are just public events. Okay, so I can't get those to stop. All right. MDK Dragon... What do you think is the reason that there has been no outrage surrounding Division 2 selling early access, having microtransactions in a season pass with additional content, and also selling early access to post-launch content? I don't think anybody cares because they're having fun. It's like nobody caring about loot boxes and microtransactions in Apex Legends. If they're having fun, people don't care. They're like, that's fine. Same with Fortnite. $20 skin? I don't care. I'm playing Fortnite with my buddies and having a good time. You know? I th- There's... Th- you... You... You don't see faults as strongly I think when you're in when you're in love with someone <laughs> and you know what I'm saying when like when you're having a good time you don't really look and see faults you don't see you don't see how the microtransactions might be a bummer because you're not focused on that you're just playing it's just cosmetics it's just early access why does that even matter 
I mean, I saw somebody tweeting and complaining about the early access, and I was just like, really? Like, why do you care? Pay for it or don't. Play the game when you when you want. What's that matter to you? I got a blueprint from doing that. Um, and this one is disrupt public execution. We still haven't done, so we probably want to go look for those question marks. Uh, we probably want to go look for those question marks because I think those question marks can be one of the public executions. I did that during the beta. Uh, that's just like a random thing. I'm supposed to check out the new battery storage, the new water filtration system, and the new game area. Um, so I guess they want me to see what I've like added to the area because this is I'm investing in this place um, by doing stuff. So when I come up here, we are at that level. We're at level one. Next thing I get is Gr- uh, Grace Larson and a clan apparently. Um, so we did reach a new milestone here. It says we are at uh, resilience. Oh, we already got that. That that doesn't... Okay. So, okay, when you get here, there's like new rooftop activities as well. Again, this is another thing I like about this is I feel like I'm investing in... Oh, I can view, I can view the upgrade by hitting down. So again, this is more experiential. This is like a this is like a peppering, you know, a little bit of seasoning to your gameplay. It's not actually doing anything. It's just you coming and seeing evidence of you helping this place. You're helping this settlement, and in return, you know, they're 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 helping you as well. And I don't know if I can zoom in here and see where this game room is. I think they just want me to kind of like walk around, and I guess find it. So. Um, but to really take this question a little bit further and to, and to answer it a little bit more in depth, I don't think people get all bent out of shape about microtransactions when the game just kind of launches and they enjoy it. I mean, think about it like this. They didn't tell us anything about the microtransactions. They didn't. Right? They, they didn't tell us anything. Uh, there, there was no... Take me to the game corner, Milo. I'll just follow you. They didn't talk about the micros. They didn't talk about what you got for pre-ordering. They didn't talk about any of that. You know what they did? They said, you get free stuff all year long. That's what they did. So, whenever whenever, whenever they do stuff like that, it makes you, it makes you think about the game and not the window dressing. So when you're when you're looking at this 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 game in particular and you're like, "Oh man, I'm going to I'm going to get into vision." Instead of being like, "Oh my gosh, look at this. They outlined micros. Look at this. They outlined their pre-order bonuses and look at this. They they they're going to do this and they're going to do that." And blah, blah, blah. You're like, "Okay, what's the game like?" Okay, I played the demo. I played the end game. Oh, they got a trailer on the end game. Sweet. Awesome. Truth be told, cosmetics and things like that are window dressing. So acting like those are foundational issues to get all hung up on, I I'm not saying that's what that's what hurt Anthem. Anthem Anthem struggled for other reasons. But I do think Anthem's launch was very, very sullied by a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of misinformation about the micros. There was misinformation about a handful of things. And whenever whenever you're going to launch a game, I think they need to consider that. Apex Legends, same deal. There was no chance for misinformation about the loot boxes. There was no chance for any of that to get out and to make people think ill of the game before it launched. 
none of that none of that was happening they were just able to launch the game everybody started having fun and enjoying it and then nobody nobody gave two hoots and a holler about any of it um guys thank you for all the follows if you're clicking the follow button i greatly appreciate it uh that's a free way to support the stream thank you for clicking the follow and thank you zeta for a 21 month sub i appreciate it very very much uh and everybody that's been push, uh, pushing that follow button a lot of folks clicking the little heart thank you next question uh runding should you do the main missions first uh and the rest afterwards you level up it said no you play however you want i'm not even moving main missions dude i i wanted to clear the first map i wanted to help this settlement i don't know that's just what i wanted to do it sounded fun to me to focus more on the uh to focus more on the settlements and and the map than to focus on the uh the other things I, I, I like story missions gonna happen right I've always thought that I've always thought yeah story mission will happen I'll get to it and I just want to do I want to do the I want to do the other things first I'm getting absolutely wrecked by the way Milo I don't like this scaling thing that's happening yeah I don't like this scaling that they're doing I know they're scaling my stats but I feel like I'm dying we're just in the street and I feel like I'm dying I don't like this I had I don't know. I had a better time by myself. I feel like all I'm doing is is I'm constantly low health. I don't like this. I, I wish that it wasn't scaling the way that it is. We should. I should be able to walk through the streets and not constantly feel like I'm absolutely on death's doorstep. That's like the third time in a row. I don't think it's scaling properly. We're literally just in the streets and level 7s are making me feel like I'm absolute instantaneously. Like I feel like I have no armor whatsoever. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like not being able to just trans, like, go in transit. I'm being motivated to fast travel now. Um. So, uh, CM Comic Con says, "What are your thoughts on crafting compared to Div One? Haven't done it. I couldn't tell you." Alex, Mike, you seem very positive about the game, which is great because I really enjoyed Div One. But is there anything you see that they could improve? I mean, what just happened to me? I don't understand. I'm a like I'm a level seven. It's not even scaling me to seven. I earned my way to level seven, and I I'm I'm just in the streets and level sevens are just smoking me. And I don't know why. I don't know if there's something wrong with the scaling. I don't know if I don't have myself kitted properly. Um, was that an area we weren't supposed to be in? I don't think so. It was right here around the corner from a control point that we own. It could have been a scaling glitch. I feel like maybe server side there could be some things happening. That that didn't seem like a normal engagement, but the last the last couple of times we've been in the street, that's how I felt. I felt like I get shot twice and I'm instead. Um, I don't know. There's a supply drop over here we can do though. Um I also would improve the refresh rates on abilities. I don't know. I feel like uh I feel like refresh rates on abilities are it, it it's okay. I think it's okay to to have things that aren't like constantly happening, but I do feel like a lot of the a lot of the the healing abilities they're the ones that seem to really really matter. Um, and I don't and I don't know if that's on purpose. Like maybe they want you to play more defensively in the early game. Maybe they don't want you to feel too empowered but i feel like one of the one of the perks of this game one of the things that shine is we're division agents we have division tech like we're future soldiers you know and i 
I don't know. Your gear could be lagging behind your level. It's possible. It's possible I need to look at some of my armor and, and make sure I'm not I'm not a t- piece of tissue paper. I maybe have been ignoring my armor. That's all. That's possible. Um, I don't know. I feel like these level 7 guys are shooting me. Look at these guys shooting me point blank and it took two of them to hurt me. And that, that was me playing reckless. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I got team shot and I just didn't realize it. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Um... I once again, my, yeah, my, my, no, my shield was instantly gone by that guy. Was instantly gone. I'm having a hard time just standing up. I mean, I literally had out a, an ability and a, my, my full on shield, and that guy two tapped it. I don't know. I don't feel like it's scaling properly. I, like, before I was standing up with my shield in that mission with Milo, and. The, the I was standing up, I had my shield out, and there were level 7 shooting me, and my shield did not die that fast. I was fighting a mini-boss, and my shield didn't die that fast. Like, that shield is, has lasted me way longer against the same types of enemies. That guy shot it twice, and it broke. I'm not talking about my health. I'm talking about my shield. This the shield I can get out. Getting shot from all areas around you? No, I wasn't. I was getting shot by two people. There was a guy in front of me, and there was like a guy off to the side. I don't know. I don't feel like it scaled properly because I was getting shot by multiple people earlier with the shield out, and it lasted a whole lot longer than that. It feels like the scaling is glitched. I know the scaling got glitched in Div 1 sometimes. I know that it did. That was something that would happen. There was something that was happening where you would take way more damage than you were supposed to. Um... They were a few levels lower. I thought when we were running that thing earlier, everything was a level 7. Um, Wildebeest, just came back to the stream. I'm going to get this game and play with a couple of friends. Do you recommend it? Is it built uh, like, you la- uh, like you predicted? I think it is built to last. I think it is built to last. We're trying to find an execution to prevent right now. Um, I think the leveling, I think the, the loot, I think everything about the early game feels really, really good. I think they are doing a good job of educating you about the uh, about the end, as far as like what you're going to be doing. Um, even right now, when I look at my loot, I'm getting a taste of what it's like to get gear. That it's like right now, I'm going to lose my five percent accuracy and ten percent critical hit chance to put this mask on, and I'm going to be gaining damage to elites and forty three armor. Um, I think my gloves are probably they're not I don't think they're holding me back but I mean we got another pair of Alps Summit so we're not losing our perk there that's something to be celebrated we can buff some armor there we are wearing some pretty low stuff but the the, the level I don't know the leveling seems I don't know the levels seem fine I don't feel like I'm wearing a bunch of weak stuff I think maybe I'm just maybe I'm just not being in cover enough and because it scaled the enemy damage to two players I'm dying faster than I was used to when I was by myself maybe I had more survivability because when you're by yourself the enemies are just doing enough of a of a they're doing enough of a damage reduction from what they're doing now that I just am going to have to play more cautious playing with a teammate and fighting guys that are level 7 so uh, next question initial thoughts on what Bungie and Bioware could learn from this game well Bioware could learn that generosity is important and that early game is the opportunity to teach people about the end game uh, I think they kind of missed they missed the opportunity to educate people about masterworks and abilities and synergies which is unfortunate because I do think the end game of Anthem is really really strong 
especially once you start seeing perks and, and inscriptions. And so I think that's something that Bioware could learn is, and we knew this going into it. I came back from the, the capture event and said, they don't teach you about the combos that that seems like a, you know, a massive, massive misstep. Uh, and they, I think they could have done more to educate you on combos and, Whenever, whenever you're gonna play a game that has, if it, if it's, if it's, if it's gonna be withholding, is, is how I'll put it. If there's things that you can't do in the early game that you're gonna do later in the game because of how they've structured it, well, then you have to, you kind of have to get me ready for that, don't you? I don't know. If you're, if you're not going to get me ready for that, then there's gotta be, there's gotta be something else going on in the early game that's not just like. Oh well, just uh, just just collecting loot. You see, what I'm saying like I feel like the early game is the opportunity to educate the player, and a lot of the times what ends up happening, and this happened in arguably this happened in in Division One, arguably that there was a there was a a lack of education, and some of that was because they didn't even know what they were gonna do with the builds and stuff late in the game. They did so much stuff late in the game that with 1.8 that wasn't woven into the beginning because the beginning didn't have any of that stuff when the game first came out. When Division first came out, like they didn't have any of that stuff. They weren't they weren't doing all that cool builds and synergies and stuff. Well, they were, but maybe they I don't think to, to the extent that they were in 1.8. I think 1.8 really really added a lot of that stuff. I can't actually remember when um, they they did that. Um, when they started adding the various you know, get this kit, get this brand. Um, yeah, I think closer to home is when you start running to the executions, if I remember right. So we need to push a little bit closer to the base. So that's going to do it for the last question. I'm going to keep streaming. We're going to keep talking. You guys can just ask questions in the chat now. You don't have to use the question command. I'm going to leave this scene and bring game audio back on. Uh, if you guys are listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. I'm live probably streaming when this hits the feeds. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Come on in and join the conversation, the question and answer. As always, I appreciate you listening and watching all of my content. Please like, share, and subscribe.